In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Another frigid day in southwest Michigan. The National Weather Service continues its wind chill advisory. It's in effect until 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. There's also a winter weather advisory. Expect very cold wind chills to continue as low as 20 degrees below zero. You can also expect snow and blowing snow to continue. If you do venture outside, plan on slippery road conditions. The cold wind chills could cause frostbite on exposed skin in as little as 30 minutes. So wear appropriate clothing, a hat, and gloves. Slow down and use caution while traveling. And with the cold temperatures and wind chills below zero all over Michigan, AAA's Howard Hewley says they've been getting more service calls. If your battery uh, is older or, you know, if you've experienced some issues with it, this is when you really need to make sure that it's in full functioning condition, make sure that it's fully charged. Um, you can do that uh, at an auto repair shop. Huey recommends keeping your gas tank at least half full and parking your vehicle in a garage if you can. If you don't have a garage, he recommends putting a tarp over the vehicle to protect it from the cold. The Berrien County Jail had a brief boiler outage over the weekend, meaning no heat for a short time for inmates. Berrien County Sheriff Chuck Heights says officers discovered the issue with the boiler in the jail on Sunday morning. It apparently had stopped running overnight Saturday into Sunday morning due to a fresh air intake being frozen. Crews quickly repaired the issue, and the boiler is reported to be back in normal operation. During the outage, the temperature at the jail went down into the lower 60s. There's a new partnership in Benton Harbor aimed at getting more young people exposed to the basics of science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics, also known as STEAM. The Benton Harbor Sunrise Rotary Club this week announcing they're teaming up with the Benton Harbor Public Library to offer a series of courses that will help middle-grade children and teens through the 10th grade learn the basics of each category in the STEAM learning model. Sunrise Rotary President Cynthia Kinney says the effort gives young people an opportunity to engage in the STEAM Saturday program at the library as a part of personal development. Kinney is especially interested in creating opportunities for the young people through art. Well, it's really just becoming a well-rounded person. You know, art and design is so important. You look at Apple computers and how it's important the, um, the design part of technology is. Steam Saturdays start at the Benton Harbor Public Library on January 27th at noon. Each month will focus on a different Steam theme, including tectonic plates for science, cubism for art, and creating bridges for engineering. For any questions about taking part, just call the Benton Harbor Public Library. They say they are ready and will make room for as many young people as they can get interested to attend. What would you like Main Street in St. Joseph to look like when MDOT rebuilds the roadway? That's the focus of a just-launched survey from the Michigan Department of Transportation. MDOT is inviting all interested parties to provide their opinions, not just residents of St. Joseph. They're seeking input from residents, commuters, community stakeholders, and local businesses. Nick Sharippa, spokesperson for MDOT, says the sky's the limit as far as what people should bring to the table for ideas on how they envision the future. You know, we have to stick to design standards. We have to stick with good engineering, but that doesn't mean we can't shoehorn stuff in, right? Everything, you throw it at the wall, see what sticks kind of kind of concept. Um, if you got an idea, if you've got a, a desire to see something change, let us know. Uh, if we don't know, we can't consider it. The survey is part of MDOT's planning to rebuild the state roadways of M63 I-94 Business Loop, 
from Central Avenue to the Blossom Land Bridge and I-94 Business Loop over to the Bicentennial Bridge. Sharipa says they're looking for inputs on traffic, parking, safety, bicycle and pedestrian ways, and streetscape elements. The survey is open now through February 16. Construction is slated for 2027. MDOT says the input received through the survey will be utilized and shared at a future public meeting. For a link to that survey, just go to wsjm.com and look for that story. The Iowa caucus is done, and former President Donald Trump won with 51% of the vote. That's a record for Iowa, 30 points ahead of the next challenger. Is the race for the Republican nomination going to be over soon? Retired congressman and no-labels proponent Fred Upton says time is running out for every candidate who doesn't finish at or near the top. He says look for more candidates to start making a move toward dropping out. These days, of course, the super PACs really make the call for you because there's independent. Uh, They're spending tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars uh, over the course of the event. And at some point, those financiers are saying enough already. He or she is not going to make it. Uh, We're going to bet on a different horse. Upton says last night's outcome was largely expected, but the real tests are after Iowa. New Hampshire is probably a better bellwether state, but obviously A win in Iowa is a a good thing for any candidate. Upton says his no-labels movement is now on 14 state ballots, and a couple dozen are about to break. The no-labels effort says if the presidential race becomes another matchup between President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump, they will field a third-party candidate choice of a Republican presidential candidate and a Democrat vice president to give voters what they say is better options. Congressman Bill Heisinger is seeking a break for farmers who say they can't afford rising costs caused by federal labor rules. Heisinger and 74 members of the U.S. House have signed a letter to the House and Senate Appropriations Committees asking for an H-2A visa guest worker wage freeze in an upcoming spending package. Heisinger tells us the adverse effect wage rate, or the required wage that farm employers must pay H-2A workers, has more than doubled since 2005 making agricultural labor and its products more unaffordable. Lawmakers want farmers to get a break on the wage. What happens is the Department of Labor goes in and sets minimum payments for farm workers and especially for migrant workers coming in as temporary and legal work visa holders. And what they've been doing is they've been outpacing inflation here. And there's some significant increases that are coming to family farms. And what we're hearing from farmers is they simply are not going to be able to afford it. Heisinger says with the nation's average adverse effect wage rate reaching $17.55 per hour in 2024 and other increased costs including fuel and fertilizer, many farmers are in danger of going out of business. In Michigan, the rate will be $18.50 per hour, while farmers in Canada pay their agricultural workers close to $11 per hour. Heisinger says most of the Michigan congressional delegation, both Republicans and Democrats, have signed the letter He adds he hears from farmers right here in southwest Michigan who are concerned about the next migrant worker wage hike. If you're interested in a career with the Michigan State Police, the hiring process is getting easier. They are coming to you. Michigan State Police says they're streamlining their hiring events to attract potential troopers and motor carrier officers starting immediately. MSP Director James Grady says that they know there are several factors that could impact whether somebody is able to take the necessary steps to apply for and test for one of their recruit schools. So they're removing those barriers 
like access to a laptop or transportation. And they're doing it by physically meeting candidates closer to their homes to make the process more accessible, efficient, and effective. At each hiring event, MSP recruiters are on-site to administer entry-level law enforcement exams and assist with completing the application for trooper and motor carrier officer positions. They are scheduling 20 hiring events around the state by the end of the year. The first event is today in Lansing. You can view the full list and other events where you can find the MSP recruiters on their website. And finally, the announcement last week that car rental company Hertz is selling off a third of its EV fleet, 20,000 cars, citing repair costs and depreciation, took many people by surprise. The company adds that they are using that money to reinvest in combustion engine vehicles, and now some people are wondering if Hertz's decision is a warning to the EV industry. Autobeat reporter Jeff Gilbert has this view. Why weren't people renting electric vehicles? Well, first, they don't want to work to find charging when on vacation. And says Sam Fiorani of Auto Forecast Solutions, maybe the enthusiasm for EVs isn't quite there yet. Truth is that buyers aren't quite ready as much as the manufacturers are, and definitely as, as quickly as the government is. Fiorani still sees the EV market growing, but that growth, he says, is slowing. He also has a warning if you're looking to buy one of the used Hertz EVs that's hitting the market. Many do have high mileage and have been used as Uber or Lyft vehicles. Jeff Gilbert, the Michigan News Network. And we'll have national news in just a moment. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. A look at national news A key meeting at the White House tomorrow. President Biden and bipartisan congressional leaders are talking about the budget. ABC News White House correspondent Karen Travers has details. President Biden invited to the White House on Wednesday top congressional leaders from the House and Senate, along with key committee chairs and ranking members. On the agenda, his request for $106 billion in supplemental foreign aid, money the White House wants for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and the U.S. southern border. That significant funding request has been stalled in Congress for months, as Republicans insist any package that includes money for Ukraine also include major changes in border policy. Bipartisan negotiators in the Senate have been meeting for months to try to reach an agreement that could satisfy Republican demands without losing Democratic support. But so far, no deal has been reached. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. The House Rules Committee has put its Hunter Biden contempt of Congress resolution on hold. ABC's Andy Field tells us the Republican tug-of-war with the president's son may soon be over. After weeks saying he'd only testify in public, Hunter Biden's attorneys have now suggested he would be willing to sit for the closed-door deposition House Republicans demanded. That hasn't stopped committee chairman from continuing to threaten sending subpoenas or declaring the president's son in contempt. Hunter Biden did show up and offer to testify in an open hearing. The Republican majority refused the offer. A new lawsuit has been filed involving that Alaska Airlines Boeing 737 MAX 9 that had the door plug fly off in flight. ABC's Alex Stone has the details. In the new lawsuit filed against Boeing and Alaska Airlines by four passengers who were on board Alaska Flight 1282, attorneys argue when the door blew out, it caused intense fear, distress, anxiety, trauma, and physical pain to passengers on board. Attorneys saying some passengers sent what they thought were their final text messages to loved ones during the landing. The lawsuit alleges negligence against Boeing and Alaska Airlines and a liability claim against Boeing. Alex Stone, EBC News. 
fresh off his second-place finish in the Iowa caucuses, Ron DeSantis spent the early part of today in South Carolina, and he said he's finishing the day in New Hampshire. DeSantis says he's also planning to be at the debate on Thursday. Nikki Haley has said she won't participate unless former President Trump does. DeSantis told reporters that he believed that was a mistake. You owe the people of New Hampshire a debate. Uh, This is a a time-honored tradition that you debate in New Hampshire uh, the week before the New Hampshire primary. So I plan on being there on Thursday. I understand why she doesn't want to want to debate. And yes, Donald Trump should debate as well. Uh, But either way, I'm going to be there. And so I hope both of them come. Trump has not participated in any debates so far. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.